that could be... Look at them 
High school, the meaning of super, superior, supreme, and I need you.
hear in the distance I think they're calling our name Maybe now you can't hear them But you will <laughs> If you just take hold of my hand Oh, but are you experienced? Eleven oh five West Grand Oakland. Phone Highgate four one two one three now. Well, that's the word on the Jumpin' George show, and here's the sound of blues by Little Walter, my babe. My baby don't stand no cheating, my baby Oh yeah, she don't stand no cheating, my baby Oh yeah, she don't stand no cheating She don't stand no that midnight creeping, my baby True little baby, my baby My baby, I know she'd love me, my baby Kissing her, my baby, true little baby, my George, public service time, bringing you the secret of how Ray Charles sings so good. If you got the beginning of our show, you heard Ray belt out, I got a woman. I got a woman.
jiggy here. Some people say we got a lot of manners. Some say we got a lot of nerve. But I say we can't quit moving until we get what we deserve. We've been beat and we've been scorned. We've been treated bad, talked about as sure as you're born. Just as sure that take two eyes to make a pair. Brothers, we can't quit until we get our share. Say it loud. I'm begging my crowd. Say it loud. I'm begging my crowd. Say it loud. I'm begging my crowd. One more thing I want to say right here. I've been working on jobs with my feet in my hand. All the work I knew was for the other man. Now we demand a chance to do things for ourselves. Tired of beating our heads against the wall and working for someone else. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud.
fue un día reconocer Donde su médico es confianza que es el doctor Pantaleón Doctor yo me siento un mal con la barriga pesada Y todo el mundo me dice que quizá es algún tumor Y todo el mundo me dice que quizá es algún tumor Y todo el mundo me dice que quizá es algún tumor Para que usted me tome una radiografía Con mucho gusto Isabel Le ha contestado el doctor De esa clase de tumor Tenía uno la esposa mía Y al fin de los nueve meses Salió sin operación Y al fin de los nueve meses Salió sin operación Y al fin de los nueve meses Salió sin operación
of patterned feet is this podcast brought to you on the anchor.fm platform from the labs of aqua q anchor.fm is available for ios and android brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty free music and sound effects that make you sound from the radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve available everywhere podcasts are free just do the q continuation of the answer is a question for means of occupying a space of time. Hence their similarities. 
and commas or pauses and branchings of new spaces for the enjoyment of some however pretilicious towards others as they branch with you and create a story which is not altogether pleasuring until the end which is not yet known in light company. That is a little photon joke. Going back, again which we cannot to that bang, however we do bang on it, and bang about and the big one was just an answer if you could be there and we're here and here is there and about again and isn't it grand and our first question was. Just what was it? What could one possibly say? And there was one and others followed etc. And again, which is too soon to be again, the question was likely to listen to the monument of continuing answer, and how is listening a question, well it's not out loud you see, and that is the part of the answer and the continuation of such, and it weeps and that's where the rain came for, and so forth I skipped a bunch but it did not and as it's been said has been done and done. Well and well and wells and etc. the likes and so forth and not forth yet because there was no direction in particular and since we weren't traveling in any direction in particular there was no need to look back, which is how you figure out where you are, and going, and coming back to, and there was no coming back. This was it and by it I mean this and boy we got our planet, too? A circle for us. Because some of us thought we could look forward and back at the same time, and that again is a little time joke for which does not exist to be known unless you do look back, and that perhaps was and is still part of the bang, I mean, to look back without turning around and question and answer with an equal power, for there was only one power, or type to be known and the juxtaposites of a kind and liking way to discover each other has just created a place larger than we'd ever run into ourselves again, and always do anyway which is likened to, well in X that, well not in X, but imagine you can and never disconnect, and you get used to it, you draw it in. And it draws about you, swirly, and since you're used to it you think the universe works like that, and it does for you, until one day you can be discovered and people just stick to you, and you can't get rid of them because you're raw power and hold on to everything? Because everything is good to hold, you know? And so you trust it'll all be untangled, and it is, and it carries you and on, and more to the... What was it again? I suppose which is a supposition or overlay of items which may not directly relate in other realms or facts yet but always do for one keen enough to keep track of them for everybody until the end of that conversation. Hence the interrupt being energies to provide for the continuation of the answer was and is so appreciated for the benefit of anybody and anything here and far for eternity as is our nature of beginning to unend. Funny we should place a period above, but it helps us move along. Yes of course there is more and less is more of it, only to staunch the velocity which makes us go without cause, or to a cause which outcomes are already known, so perhaps we take examples. Well, physicality, we have it now, so that's important. And by we I always meant that, just as the universe, and why I'm not sure I like that term, see voices raised in text which was meant to air your point we all agree on and carrying that forward creates this loop of string where we think caps are a good idea, and see we said caps without an argument and everybody reading is going to be confused. Pop culture. It comes and goes away and is relived when we're old and want a cheap smile from ourselves and another, and to ensure that we did travel through time to get to a place where we I suppose needed to be cheap, or at least use the economy to laugh and expose a synapse as a sort and offering to another listener is to latch and become a part of our brain, for that synaptic period which is its self-defense against a listener who will simply not let go. Blip. Dot. 
Electrical systems are functioning, and that is good. Could you imagine? Well of course you can. Silly. Looking around we see only, and not looking around shows, or some trickery of language, and not back to velocity. Dot. Characters B rode gently up the lift. The staircase had been broken and there was a sign. Be brief in the elevator, there's only enough power to get to the floor you're going to. The windows of this building were a sort of bloom, clear, with blue droplets of water clinging to them. Did I say cling? As if it were for dear, life. And dear and love it it wasn't when you've been isolated in a droplet on the 57th floor, you would be clingy to and probably wondering who would take the stairs to such heights, or even build them that high. Do people like being stacks atop one another? Surely they must. The cup clinked. Coffee was on our character's mind, because he grew to the taste and the effects of walking to and from an inanimate object which returned without question, an object of his desire, to his liking of here early enough to make a pot. And he was and is, here now and the pot had already been made too, was the smell from around to the next cubicle. He poured his cup and moved it around to see. It was a fresh clean cubicle, and a fresh clean sitting woman or a man, doesn't matter at this point in the story, now does it unless you're expecting something out of it, which you shouldn't because this is an office environment and we just came to see about the coffee. Which is delicious. One of them not necessarily known to each other or whether one of them said it before the other or whether that also matters to our listener, or reader depending on one's predilection of eavesdropping on the lives of others. Yes it is was the simultaneous answer from one to the affirmation of the statement from the other, or both, and is no known to be the same thing. It's early and I thought I'd make a cup, and the pot was there, and I was thinking of tea, or was I or you see now I'm thinking of tea perhaps again and I have this coffee, which is still delicious. It's too early in our conversation to carry on this like, isn't it? You said it was early. The two looked at each other and thought to themselves they might well sip the coffee and enjoy some and it was still good. See? Perhaps I can ask what you're doing today, or with your bits of life that are in the here and immediate daylight future for the we in the company which provides this space for us to sip coffee? I'm Dan and I make things over there he pointed. Oh, I was told we didn't have to decide so early, and that I should just get a cup of coffee and see what happens. They haven't paid me yet, you know, I'm an intern. I see the things that need making and make things around and about it to provide heat and energy for the group to carry on productively. I brought lunch today, which is a forward thing to brag about, yay I have food, let's think about my gut this early in the morning, but there you have it. Coffee, food, and the idea that I won't need to eat the food, until I run out of ideas. And that's why I made the coffee and we're talking. Dan was trying to decide if he was still clever and stammered at the realization that he'd have to turn on cleverness with no appearance, and so whipped out his phone to check something. He didn't know either, which is why I'm here. What? I said. Well I'm here, what do you know? As in hey what do you know about that she, and now she was quite definitely a she because we needed her pronoun, and I suppose we could have asked. It's quite alright he said to the point of nothing which confused the she who hadn't identified herself by name and as such looked up a bit at the preceding paragraph and tapped her now available pen against the palm of her hand. Is there a whiteboard to diagram? I thought one here would be good. 
Bubbles on the tops of Dan's coffee cup burbled into each other and clung to the side of the ceramic. Yes he was clever. He wanted to tell her about the water on the window and how the air bubbles in the middle of this mixed up water was driven by the water itself, air and water, air behaving like water and water like air. Fascinating. He felt he was telling her because he was thinking about it and decided this was a point to continue the nonverbal dialogue, which may have saddened her, because she looked down, but into her coffee cup, which explained why. Yes, the bubbles matched the dew on the window, I thought you were going to mention it. Of course I did and that's why we're talking. Would you like to know more? It's all here. And there. And all together you know. As in fashion the cyclical means to travel and like kinds to be recognized and carry packets of data to other like kinds, simul instant like and the like, which is our points and similarities. The pause meant I could continue. The coffee, while just and seemingly fluid, is actual and while it has made friends with the water temporarily, it carries 40 chemical messages for us, and the water, while friends with both coffee and ourselves, is doomed to trick us into drinking it so that it can escape cleanly from the mess and quite it is, it's gotten into. So you're saying coffee had to trick somebody to get what it wanted, and what it wanted was to be inside of us. Quite definite that we wanted to be near it, and likewise a bean must be like that, fiber for the heart but in this case the opposite, so it tricked us from the start, and we are water, so that's probably where that began. In fact, coffee actually loves water, and grows on the sides of mountains to get the runoff, and that is likely because water is not foolish enough to hang around further that water wouldn't enjoy it, and the trickery would become sad for both, so the agreement is to let the water run through and feed it, then get stuffed and ground up and accelerate water once more, as a little JP payback for the health, and that speeds up everything in a water system, including medication and anything which activates, and how does that affect power? Well it must use up the available energy for water travel, and so along with the acid, drains power from the blood. Ever apparent that it is doing the opposite, which is a little joke about what power is, as a provider or as a suck, and coffee sucks and we suck it, and we suck at things out of our control, and we control coffee, or so we think, and thinking is what we like, and damn be the foolish red blood cell that's trying to keep the planet alive, eh? Well, that's put and right away isn't it, and my name is Laura. It's nice to know you like my name, I can see the way you typed it lowercase, and Dan is alright, for now. What she wanted to say she did, and listen as we all did, and the water. Well we can see their cups are 65% full, approximately the same, though Dan sipped a bit more because he was standing, and they were both considering both finishing and simultaneously doing away with coffee, however it is so perfect, in its description that we and they can't help but continue to be fooled and enjoy a cup now and again, and again is now, and the two took their sips. What's happening now is the questioning or perhaps excitement or remembrance of the ease of work which coffee allows us to do. Up. Down. Sip. Swallow. Ease. Allowed work in an easy economy which allows us to do so, as in the 1980s, which any like high-rise office environment is very like, a throwback to a place to get out from wherever was on ground, and into the 1950s, and higher and higher without taking drugs, except this pot of coffee, which again, is allowed. And we don't like to answer questions, 
We like to create solutions, as we are not children, and we spend our money and we likely buy coffee for the home, which in its way is portable corporate environment for our living spaces, and metal and glass too, etc. Dan took out a peanut cookie, shaped like a peanut, and offered it upwards towards Laura, who declined politely because she was six feet away and didn't feel like getting up, and as he dipped it in his coffee, she took out her lunch bag and a bag of grapes, and noshed on one. She could tell he was a little jealous of her grapes and offered him some. Not with the coffee. Or a cookie, confirmed his jealousy with a loud voice and shrunken shoulders. Okay they were already shrunken a bit, but when you notice something for the first time you apply it to what you knew immediately previously. And she was getting frustrated that she didn't have that line and it was unassigned as casual causal thinking on the part of RQ, who was evident now and writing all our bids. You know, of course you do Dan, she got up and sort of said to the sky. That it's 8am and there's nobody else on the floor, and yet we can carry a conversation as in continuity and likeness and etc. And how do you think that is, without another? She peered around and now found potted plant which was four feet high. It was well watered, and odd that it be so in such a high office. Do you choose these plants? She asked out loud to Dan office plants should need this much water, it span for the structure. Oh, that's a nice looking plant though. I think we inherited it from another floor that was vacating. All that explains that, a failure produced something which should not be, here. And it is nice, which is why they liked it, and I hope this isn't the plant that made them fail. They both grinned up at one, and at the plant while, and that the plant observed this by sucking up more water. Greedy thing to do at a time like this, and that perhaps was the problem, the soil didn't want the water, the plant didn't really need it, but enjoyed it so much that they kept watering it, which delighted the plant to the point where it wanted to be moved closer to the dew on the freshly washed skyscraper windows, which it believed it also was why the water stuck to glass. To feed friendly and lonely plants on this the 57th floor again, which the plant overheard and planned to use in light conversation like the ketchup, was the sound of it supping more water as the two looked on. That plant is going places, you wanna help me move it to the window for some sun? And to visit those droplets of water too? Yes, and to keep everybody aware that plants get what they want around here too and the plant stopped supping water and let off some oxygen for the gentleman and woman to utilize for its own benefit. And it hummed. They trussled it across the floor, leaving a bit of muck behind, and that was like blood to the plant, and so it missed its spot for now, and was deciding to enjoy what it wanted for an even second and was anxious that it would be out of normal conversational circles. And would the waterer find it, and... Well so many questions, here comes the sun. Right in the spot that it had wanted and been placed, even so carefully as the tilting it had done was just moved towards the light, giving it the option to straight back up, and it did, in its genome and while it was still tilted, it was looking up, and the leaves were turning as the stalk was straightening and all felt good, and these are the moments that plants dream of and when a plants dream, we utilize the water that we sucked, into material wealth for the transdisposition of carbon dioxide into oxygen, and etc. Well Laura, this is our morning. 
I'm going to walk over there and post what's on my phone which are the events of before and later to be known and we, the company, are hoping you'll stay, and you can set up anywhere you'd like, and the whiteboards are in a big office across, over, there, he pointed to a big glass room, and you can draw all you'd like, when you like, and the usual whiteboard rules apply, and I'm keen to see what you do draw, and with that I'm off, and the two smiled and the one, then others sipped their coffee and each felt the day had become, as trickery or not, fun was the reasoning they put themselves in situations, and this situation was well and fine. She thought of the water again, and wondered just a bit about how water might be the tricky one to start, and or are humans the tricky ones to employ water as a means of communication. Well Q imagined for her, that men are electric and women are fluid, and the vices and verses of man as machine and mother earth are, well, Man gets water out of the air, and through osmosis and skin is a particular and strange lengthy organ of perhaps string, in theory anyway. Should he tell her about fingerprints? As in the record player, audible to the organ, which plays for the water piped and admired, how else were we to be known, thought the skin, as there is so many ways, but our hands are where it begins and ends, see the print. You're looking now, and I'm not because I know the pattern, and it's in our burrows, and that is your clue for the early morning. Carry on gents, and madam. As is the usual collation of sexes at a cocktail party such as this, and on the Heinz floor, do stop by the plant once more for a conversation or several lifetimes of shredded jetted vibrational velocity for the chloroplasts to saunter in. This is Radio 11 and you have been smattered by the variant legendary as in the boxy thing on the bottom of maps, Aqua. Q.
Kevin asked me to jump Miliano from behind if he was too big He wanted to help that little fucker anyway. He's forever getting me in trouble down at St. Agnes Grace School where we go. It was the warmest October day that I ever saw today, so we skipped practice, Tony and Yogi and I, and decided to take a little ride down to the ferry and over to Staten Island. After polishing off a hero at Lucy's, we hopped on the back fender of the 2nd Avenue bus and rode down to the ferry basin. Once I fell off a bus like that on a sharp turn and almost got my balls crushed under the back wheel, but this ride was smooth enough and we got off and deposited our nickels in the turnstiles and we're off. Just as the boat is pulling out of the dock, Tony takes out a bottle of carbona cleaning fluid and a few rags and suggests that we do a little sniffing to get high. I was up for the idea because carbona is one of the finest cheap highs you can get, even stronger than model airplane glue. We slipped up to the top deck of the ship and wet our rags and raise them to our faces. After four deep whiffs, we were sailing someplace else. Bells ringing through my ears and little lights flashing through my eyes. I pictured myself paddling across a river with black water. Only the canoe was going backwards instead of forwards with clouds that were faces laughing spooky funhouse laughs which wouldn't stop echoing. More sniffs and more freaky visions, the ringing bell sound just getting louder the more I breathed the stuff into my lungs. I kept it up for about 10 minutes, but by then I was getting too dizzy to handle it and I had to fling down the rag and make it to the side rail, sick as possible. I began puking wildly. My eyes felt like bowling balls and they were watering like mad. Tony and Yogi had done themselves in too and they ran over to join in the ceremony. Then we recovered enough to hear shouts from the bottom deck and wiping off our eyes, we realized we had zeroed in all over the head of some dude. More unfortunate was the fact that the guy was fantastically huge and looked horribly pissed. We wasted no time in making it for the nearest hiding spot, knowing the guy would be up after us any second. We got to the other side of the boat and did a quick Steve McQueen act over the rail and down to the lowest deck. Then we ducked into the bathroom and into the last toilet stall, locking the door and sweating our balls off. We hung on in there, reading the little penciled-in obscenities until the boat docked. After about 10 minutes, we sent Yogi out to see if the coast was clear. He came back and signaled us out, and we ran our asses off the boat through the terminal onto the nearest bus. We came to a nice park somewhere in the middle of the island and played ball with the local lames all day, taking on everyone, even guys as old as 16 or so. It was almost dark when we caught our ferry back to the city again, keeping a sharp lookout for our friend and vowing we'd never sniff that stuff on any ferry again.
on the brink, the outer edge of insanity, past bleeding or tears. The ones you choose haven't cried since they fell off the slide. Usually they've been so abused that you wonder if they can take anything. In fact, you kid yourself into thinking that one of them will be able to tolerate so much that you'll actually fall in love with their pain tolerance. You're dead wrong there. That'll never happen. Like rats, things get a little vicious. some straw to cling to, whatever, so you can fuck them and start it all over again. The guy I knew used to drown his pets, so that they were just on the other side, and then he'd rescue them. The memory he gave them was a smiling, loving face pulling them out of the barrel, laying them on the grass, dust coating their muzzle. He did it in secret for a couple months off and on, but we knew that he really loved something about those dogs. He knew what they could take. He was impressed. He'd stroke them, pet them, hold them, whisper in their ear. Then he'd drown his dog or his friend's dog again. He did it in a big 50-gallon drum that we used for trash cans. His dad would bring them home from the shipyard. Greasy pieces of lettuce floating with particles. Who the hell knows what? Anyway, he showed me one day what it was that got him off. Here's his fourth grader. Bleeding scratches and bite marks on his brown arms, laughing in this unfunny way, and crooning to these yelping, desperate, writhing doggies. Sooner or later he'd get them. He was fucking inexhaustible. He'd take hours to catch a dog. You could tell what was on his mind. They'd hide, but they'd have to show up at the wash pail to eat the scraps and dry dog food sometime, right? In fact, he knew that they knew he knew, and that made it better. Said, you fool. As he grabbed the dog and dragged him away. I'm gonna drown you, Fido. He called every dog Fido and asked me why. Pretty soon the hose would start spinning this greasy mess of water around the barrel. He'd get him in. And you don't know how long it takes for a Labrador to drown. You don't measure it in minutes.
Flat Black Plastic is the show you're listening to on the Mutiny Radio.fm coming to you directly live from the Not So Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. This show is uh, Epitaph for the 500 Club. God rest you. Good bar.
207th Street. It's like I was taking a trip to Albany or something, and I'm glad I brought along this sports magazine to break the boredom. So I'm reading this piece on how Bill Russell is going to eat up Wilter Stilton all is well until I reach 125th Street and onto the train stumbles this old Irish drunk and he sits right next to me, smelling like a brewery and laying his gibberish sob drummer on me. It never fails. Like, I hate these old peckers, but I think they search through trains looking for me, you know? Because in a half-filled car, they'll always pass up anyone else and come right over to me, either cursing insane, bumming coin, or worst of all, the old sob routine. The trouble with me is I never had the nerve to tell them to fuck off or go find another seat myself. So what happens is that 
after about two stops or so later, I'm really involved with the dumb story the dude is laying on me, though I can't understand half of what he's saying. And I, I even start rapping back, like, yeah, yeah, I, I know I know just what you mean. The same thing happened to a man I knew, and, and he became a drunk from it, and blah, 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 etc. You know, taking the dude really serious as if he were making sense. This particular guy today took the cake. He kept leaning all over me with his drooling mug, telling me how he killed his wife by accident by dropping a big mirror on her head as they were putting it up together or some shit like that. And every 10 seconds, sticking a bottle of Twister in my face, asking me to take a drink. So anyway, as usual, the transit cop comes along at 181st Street, kicks the guy off the train, gives me this pathetic sad wave goodbye as the train was pulling out like he was thinking, who's gonna listen to me now? And I felt blank and sad, like always after that happens.
that it's 